it's about the book being the key. It can really expand you. There's so much you can do from the book that will expand your business as well as generating the leads. The founder of one of Australia's top book publishing companies, my friend, Miss Susan Dean. The great thing is with a book that no matter where you are on your journey, it's your story. It's your uniqueness. It's like your thumbprint. No one's going to have that exact story as yours. What stage in someone's journey should they start? A good time to do it is when you know that... If you were to go back to your 18-year-old self and give her 30 seconds of advice, what would it be? Back. Welcome to the Dream Out Loud family, where young entrepreneurs come to learn the tips, tricks, and attitude of what it takes to live their dream life. I'm your host, Morgan T. Nelson, a former carpenter who created financial freedom by the age of 23 and have since spent my time traveling around the world living my dream life, inspiring, educating, and teaching other young people how they can do the same. Each and every week, I'll bring you the most epic guests who are going to share their stories, wisdom, tips and tricks on how they've been able to create a life by design. Here at Dream Out Loud, we're committed to helping inspire and educate you to be able to execute your full potential. Alrighty, guys, today's guest is the founder of Dean Publishing, which is one of Australia's fastest growing book publishing companies. Starting out in 2003 as a business and life coach with a huge passion for helping people uncover their dreams and really flourish, she discovered her own unique trait, which was helping them find their voice and then amplify it. In 2014, starting the Dean Publishing House, giving people a voice to hundreds of authors, helping them bring their message of achievement to the world. So please help me welcome the woman who went from being in over $70,000 of debt and starting her journey as a Mary Kay consultant to now the founder of one of Australia's top book, book publishing companies that has been featured in Walmart, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and so many more, my friend, Miss Susan Dean. Thanks for having me, Morgan. Looking forward to it. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, I'm really excited. I've never had a book publisher on here, and maybe because it's, it's kind of something in my awareness lately like a lot of people have been telling me we've got to write a book and all these types of things so but i i know that i've seen so many people across my journey have an absolute extraordinary amount of success in their life in their business in their careers after launching a book i've seen them get like um speaking gigs and it really just sort of amplifies their brand so i want to sort of can we start it here with let's talk about books books and entrepreneurs and business why should we get into, like, why should we actually write a book? Well, the great thing is with a book that no matter where you are on your journey, it's it's your story. It's your uniqueness. No one's going to have that uniqueness. It's like your thumbprint. You know, no one's going to have that exact story as yours. So when we're in a busy world of entrepreneurs and coaches and business owners, we've got to be able to stand out. We've got to get the attention of our ideal audience. And not only will a book, you know, you know, defer the people that may not want to work with you and we all want to work with our ideal clients, but it'll attract the ideal clients as well because they get to know, like, and trust you 
And if you're going to put it out there in a book into the world, you're not going to be here today and gone tomorrow. You're investing in the book. You're putting your story and knowledge in a book so that people get to, like I said, know, like, and trust you, but also get to know, well, what is the knowledge that you've got? Where did you get it from? And we've all got this, you know, very limited time um, to grab someone's attention and then be able to get the time with them to tell us all about ourselves. The great thing is a book can be something where people can grab for, you know, under 30 bucks in most cases and literally get all your story, your knowledge, your passion into the book so that they're like, wow, like this is the person I want to work with or do business with or have speak on my stage. So I think a book allows that time. And for people, they can sit in the stands, grab your book, have a read and get to know you in their own time to then be able to reach out for whatever that they're looking for if if you're going to be of service to them. Mm. What what kind of doors have you seen open for people after after launching a book? Wow. Um, <clears throat> look, you know, I started back in coaching in the early 2000s before coaching was really as popular before as what it is cool. now. Yeah, before it was cool. I was yeah. cool before it was cool. <laughs> um, but I worked with Dr. John Gray and some of your listeners may know of his name or at least some will know of he's, his He's book. come on this show actually. We uh, we had a good old about an hour and a half of deep discussion actually. I don't know how you got him into a shorter podcast. That guy loves, he's so passionate about everything he does. He's a dear friend of mine, a very congruent man. And, of course, he wrote the book Men Are For Mars, Women Are For Venus, Amongst Mars and Venus Collide, How you, you know, you need to feel what you can heal. There's a million books that he's written. But essentially he started with a book and that book turned into, you know, him getting on the Oprah Winfrey show and that took off and lots of different things. So I think, you know, that's a big idea. But, you know, you look at anyone, you look at, um, you know, the likes of, you know, Russell Brunson with ClickFunnels and all different people that are out there in today's world. You know, Anthony Robbins, you know, he wrote his book. You know, um, there's so many people that were would write a book that that book has allowed them to be known globally um, from a book. So, you know, they're just some of the people that maybe the listeners know about. But I, as personal as people that might um, be smaller, I've seen people just start out in business. They've got a really clear message. They know what they want to share. And I've watched them go from somebody that mm, a few people know to now, you know, people reaching out to them from the other side of the world to work with them. So it really doesn't matter who you are. You know, they all started somewhere. The John Grays, the, you know, Tony Robbins, they all started somewhere, but they've all got a book. Mm. Um, wh- at what stage in someone's journey should they start, like, actually considering this? I know you've you've worked with people from literally the start all the way to the end. So is there a, a pivotal point where you where you would sort of, say to someone, this is the good strategy now to do a book and launch your career's next step or is it, does it not really matter? Look, I think the one thing that people need to understand is that no matter where you are in your business, you're never going to have all your knowledge. 
the the time that we've finished learning and our story's ended, that's when we're kind of, you know, at the end of our life. You know, we're always learning. We're always going to learn. We're always going to grow. So I think that a good time to do it is when you know that this is your passion. So, for example, if you want to help others um, to gain more confidence and that's your solid you know, why. And you're writing a book about your story or um, your your journey to, to where you are now. Now, does that mean that you're not going to go off and do other things? Maybe you will. But the story is still yours, so that's not going to change. The topic that you're talking about is something that you believe in. So you you may go on as an entrepreneur to different journeys. Like even with John Gray, he wrote Men Are For Mars, Women Are For Venus, um, he talks about relationships. But if you know all of his books, he then talks about business, he talks about health, he talks about mindset, he talks about so many other topics in all of his other books. So it doesn't mean that you go, that's it, that's the only thing I'm doing, I won't write a book until I know exactly what I'm doing. I think what's important is tell them the journey of where you are because the great thing is there's always another book or there's always that book to go back and add to. I just spoke yesterday to the owner and a lot of maybe your listeners, um, you know, um, may not know, but there was a a pizza place years ago, um, sort of Eagles Pizzas and things, and that sort of moved on. And he sold that business. But the point was it's still a part of his journey and stories. Even if you're doing something and you sell it or doing something um, and you go, I'm going to move on to something else. You know, I'm not going to do, you know, the, I think it was called Eagle Boys Pizza. Yeah, Eagle Boys. I remember that. Eagle Boys. So he had sold that and then moved on to other things. But the point was everything he talked about now, even in his, you know, elder years, you know, um, he still, all of his beliefs are sort of there. Was there new things along the way? Yes. So I think that when's important is when you know you're in business, you're, you've, you're out there, you know what you're going to do, you're sticking to this, you know that your story is important, you've got something to share with someone. Everyone's got a story in them and that's what I think is really important, that everyone has got a story because we've all lived and we've all got to where we are. Mm. So I think it's important to have a little bit of establishment as in you know this is what you want to do, um, but you've got something to share. I think that's what's important. Do you have something that you could share that would help someone else? You may not be at level down the track as somebody else, but remember, someone's always a chapter before you, and if you kind of look back and go, with this information being good if I read it in a book maybe a year ago, then that information is someone that's before you, that's upcoming, that you could help take on, take you on the journey with you. What's up, Dream Nation? Have you ever wondered how far ahead your life would have already been if you had got access to this type of content at a younger age? Look, this is why I need your help. I'm trying to build the number one personal development platform out there to teach you guys the tips, tricks, and attitude of what it takes to live your dream life and to bring the type of education that we all wish we had in school. This show only grows by word of mouth and new subscribers. So it would mean the world to me if you could smash that subscribe button right now, leave us a five-star written review or drop a comment below and share this episode with a friend. I would be forever grateful. All right, now let's get back into this episode. 
You mentioned one of the things is, you know, discovering your passion and sort of leaning into that. For the people listening to this that have thought about being an author, and obviously the thing that really comes off the back of being an author is a lot of speaking engagements. You know, I, I see that a lot, right? People write a book, then they become a speaker and they tour and they do talks and you get paid a lot of money to come and talk about your book pretty much. Um, what What are some key steps for people actually trying to discover their passion? Like if they're like, well, I, I want to do that. I can see myself on stage. I see myself being an author, but I don't even know where to start. Like how do they discover that passion? The great thing is that the younger that you are, the better that your memory is. <laughs> so I always say go back to your youth. Go right back. What did you enjoy when you were younger? Who did you want to be? You know, what is it? And and whoever you wanted to be, what did that, why did you want to be that person? So was it a superhero on television? And what you liked about it is that he came in with his cape and he saved the world. And so you might want to make a difference in an area that you're passionate about. I think what's important is find what you want to change in the world. Think about what you want to change in the world. What do you want to help people with? And so for me, when I explored and and, and my strong human design and everything was, was based around creativity. And if I looked right back, because I went on an entrepreneurial journey to get back to where I am now, which is helping people with their business, grow their business through a book, And I love books and I love story and I know the power of what story does and I know the power of what knowledge does. Knowledge brings awareness. And so I get to combine everything that I love. But I went on a a bit of a journey to get to where I was and I look back in the past and I go, hmm, everywhere I was in the past led me to where I am. But if I look right back at school, I used to love in in school, like writing a story, Um, in English class, you know, I, I, I loved writing a story. I loved writing poetry. So I looked back at what did I love doing? You know, I think now if if people are younger and they're looking at what they really are passionate about, what did they want to maybe do at school? But someone said, well, no, you've got to take the traditional path and become a doctor or a lawyer. But what did you really love doing? Because I think you'll end up back there anyway. So why not start earlier? Mm-hmm. I've seen so many people that love dra- um, drawing cartoons. And they spent all their life being doctors and being everyone that they thought that they should be and their family thought they should be, that now later on in life came back to becoming a cartoonist and she became, you know, extraordinary at her art and and got paid for it. So, you know, I think look at what you're passionate about and start exploring what does that mean? What message do I want to share with the world? What Where do I want to make a difference? Yeah. Can you walk us through... Like what what are the key steps to actually so if somebody wants to start writing a book today and and they've been inspired by this conversation and they they want to start, what are the key steps that's actually involved? Like because I was actually I was talking to someone else uh about writing books the other day and and they mentioned something good to me. They were like, the key is, you know, because you've got to hook the listener in. Like I create a lot of video content, it's all about hooking the listener, hooking them their attention and trying to keep it. As a book, you've got to hook their attention and keep it for hundreds of pages. So, and one of the things they were talking about was being able to create relatable um, stories so that reader can actually, uh, like feels like they're in the story type thing. And it was just like a different way of of sort of approaching it. Cause so talk to us about this. Like what are the actual key steps that someone's actually got to think about and and be mindful of when they're writing their book to make sure that they're writing something that people actually want to read? 
Yeah, absolutely. Look, there's a few tips that I can share. So the first thing is to, you know, get a page and and draw a line, you know, down the middle um, vertically. And, and on the left side, you know, write about everything that, that the person needs to know. So if you want to, if you're passionate about, now it doesn't always have to be something that's happened in your life, but if you're passionate about maybe you uh, were bullied at school, maybe something happened to you, maybe you've got a real passion around mental health and helping people, whatever that might be, I'm just picking a topic there. You might write down everything that they need to know. Or if you do podcasts, you know, and you want to teach others how to do podcasts, write down everything that they must know on the left column. And then on the right column, you can start sort of putting them into chunks, you know, putting them into, you know, that goes with that and putting them in a little bit of an order. Now, what's really important is the structure of a book. One, we want to get the content in. We want the content to be interesting. We want to make sure we get all the content in. But we need to make it interesting. How do we make that interesting is usually through story. Story is where we we know we're engaged. And what's important is where do you put that story? You know, you want to give it all up at the front. You want to tell them everything at the front. You know, we had an amazing author that shared her story at, you know, a very young age of 21. You know, not only did she get cancer in the eye, but she had to have her eye removed and could not have something replaced. And so she could only have the socket and wear a, wear a um, patch. And her book, amazingly called I One, as in E-Y-E, One. She shared her story, but she she had so much that she put it up the front and we're like, my God, no, you spoiled it. You need to put it down the bottom. Keep teasing them. But I think the easy way is we've got how-to books and then we've got, say, autobiography stories. What we do here is we combine the both. So by allowing you to combine the how-to engaged and entwined stories, it keeps the reader engaged, but it also allows them to comprehend it a lot more. If someone's saying, you know, you need to do this, this is how you do it, but this is the reason why. Let me tell you a story of a client or let me tell you the story of my life and what happened for me. So I think it's really important to first get everything that you need to tell them, put chunk them into some orders and get a really solid structure. And, and you know, get, a, I believe that it's good to get, um, you know, there's lots of different structures, like I said. But for us, I like the how-to entwined with the story. It's like the hero's story, but how-to built together. And I think that engages people to have them turn the page. They want to learn more and they're comprehending it. Don't make it complicated so that they can easily process what it is that you're doing. Mm you know, is very important. You know, you don't need to overcomplicate it. Keep it simple. And remember, it's what you already know and someone needs to know that before you. They're, they're, they're coming up. They need to know that. You don't need to know everything at the end. You don't need to know it all. That might be book number two or that might be something that you elaborate on stage with or see many people turn a book into an online course and generate income from that. So it's about the book being the key to then allow you to branch off to coaching, speaking, training, online courses. It can really expand you, incorporating journals, you know, incorporating quote cards, education cards. There's so much you can do from the book that will expand your business as well as generating the leads. 
Yeah. One of the things you said was keeping it simple. And I actually heard, tell me if I'm wrong with this, but uh, I think I heard Alex Formosi say, it's like most people actually don't read above a fourth grade level. So when writing content is to keep it so simple and digestible, even though most people probably could read higher than that, but it's like the brain is just, you know, so if it's nice and simple and concise, they digest it very easily. Have you found that to be true? Absolutely. I mean, you want to still show your expertise. So there's a there's a fine line in that. So I agree that you want to keep it simple. And what's also important is, you know, lingo. So you, it depends who you're wanting to attract. So if you're, you don't want to keep it too simple if your target audience is to attract somebody that's maybe been in business for, you know, um, a certain amount of time. Don't get me wrong, still keep it simple. Because for example, if you're a chiropractor and you're talking about something that maybe chiropractors would know, you might want to simplify that and bring it back Mm. to, or you might want to say, it's kind of like, you know, when you start to, you know, move your back a certain way, like you've got to be able to also give them some reference because that's where we bring it back to the sort of the fourth grade and we keep it simple. But always remember just because we know what accountability or playing above the line is doesn't necessarily mean that the reader might be exposed for the first time to this language. So we might need to elaborate a little bit, but we also don't want to fill it with filler words just for the sake of it. So everything in your book, if you want to keep the reader engaged, it's about those parts that you leave out as well as what you put in. You don't need to tell them every story. I woke up out of bed and I went and got a coffee on that day. No, just tell them the parts they need to know, but also elaborate a bit so that they're really understanding what it is because there's nothing worse than, you know, picking up a book and you get lost. So you just put it down because we lose interest Mm. if it's too complicated. Yeah. So talk to me about what what are the pros and cons about doing uh, publishing a book with a publisher like yourself or self-publishing because that seems to be a huge thing these days as well so talk to talk to us about that like what what are the pros and cons in doing that why would somebody pick self-publishing over going with a publisher or pick publishing over self-publishing yep absolutely i'll just clarify that um a little bit first where i'll talk about traditional publishing mainstream publishing so your hatchets your your penguins those type of you know your wileys those type of mainstream traditional publishers and then you've got self publishing and that world has been opened up by print on demand which you know, a bit of a very quick history lesson. The reason that the print-on-demand and the, you know, KDP, Kindle Direct Publishing and so forth was created was because the big publishers needed a way to be able to ship the books easier um, because the shipping costs of printing in America and getting them to Australia to distribute was huge. So the print-on-demand a lot was created to you know, basically allow the big players to be able to print in the country and distribute to their customers easier. But what that opened up is the world of self-publishing, which is amazing for entrepreneurs. The difference between the three simply is your mainstream traditional publisher is someone that they're looking at book sales. What's their outcome? They want to make book sales. So are you are you famous? Do you have a unique story that no one else has? Do you have something that is completely different, never been seen before? Do you have huge followings? This is the latest thing. They look at followers and do you have real, true followers? And 
are they then going to be able to leverage off all the hard work that you've done in getting these followers to maybe make sales? Because their outcome, remember, is to make book sales. That's how they make the money. You still have to put a synopsis out, pretty much write the content. All they'll do is the last part for you and they'll take the lion's share of the profit. You're lucky to get maybe a dollar or two a book. That's just the book industry. When you self-publish, you've got to figure it out all yourself. And like anything, as you know, technology, things move. We've got Amazon. You're talking to AI half the time. You know, all of these platforms to get your book on, you're not talking to humans. So if you've got, we just had a book that we just did for, for a speaker who used to go with all the mainstream Wiley, but they've now come with us. Um, basically, he had letters coming off the page, but we did that on purpose. That was the design of it. But, of course, it got knocked back by Amazon. So as a self-publisher, you give up because whereas we know why and we can figure it out. So Dean Publishing, we're in between. So what we are is supported self-publishing. So the author still gets the full creative right. The author owns all their work. The author gets to distribute their work. They get to sell at the back of the room and make the most profit from a from a speaker. They get to sell it on their website. Plus, we still get it onto all the Amazon and um, Angus and Robinson and Booktopia and all of the main distributors. We do all that for them, but they've got all their own accounts. So we're supported publishers with in-house ghostwriters, editors, copywriters, designers, book covers. So the author's not on their own. But they get still, of course, like they've self-published, but it's a bit more supported self-publishing. And the odd book here and there, if it meets that criteria, we still then go through distribution channels and get them into physical bookstores. But that's all, a, you know, and so it gives now the author more control and, you know, and ways to be able to maybe even like, some of the bigger players, they go, have my book for free, pay for postage and handling because they know that if they can get the book down low, they can cover their costs and they're not wanting to make money but they're wanting to generate marketing dollars to have unending, you know, social media marketing. They're the smarter players of how to use the book to then leverage to the other services or the other things that they're doing. And a lot of our speakers love it because if you go with the big mainstream, sometimes you've got to then buy the books off them for double the mm. print price, whereas we give them to them for print price so they've got a bigger profit when they sell it at the back of the room. So they're kind of the three categories. We call it self-publishing, supported publishing, supported self-publishing or indie publishing sort of, um, and then you've got your mainstream. Right, yeah, because I have seen the whole, you know, a lot, a lot of big people do that, right? It's like get the book for free. And you pay for the shipping, you know, which, but the shipping is $30 anyway. So they really actually are paying for the print of the book as well, just to get the lead, right? But well, sometimes you can get it down to $9.99 and legitimately they're, they're, they are sort of printing the book. But if you can get the book down to like $6 and then you can kind of go, okay, it's going to cost me a little bit of postage, but then you do a little bump and say, hey, for an extra $7, you can get this download. But they're selling it for $9.99 US usually which is a bit more obviously Australian, that's what I'd suggest. Then you put an up a bump on it. Now it's pay for the book, the printing, the postage, and you've generated a lead. Now that you can't do with a mainstream bookstore because 
They don't give you the name and the email. So as an entrepreneur, you're better off owning the rights. You're better off owning the book and using it as your lead magnet because you're not going to get rich from a book. You're lucky to get a couple of dollars from a book. It does increase your speaking. You know, we've had speakers say, God, I'm making a couple of thousand at the back of the room now on top of my speaking gig because they've got the books down low and they're loving it. But it's it's now it's just so advantageous to pay to get it done to the traditional publishing level so that you've got plagiarism, all of that taken care of, copyright, for a great book that is a page turner, but have all the rights, keep all the rights yourself as an author so you can use it however you want to use it and not be told, no, we want this cover, no, we're removing that from it. And that's the point of a traditional publisher. They own the rights. They can do what they want to ensure that the book sells. Cool. This has been pretty insightful. So if the people out there who are like, okay, I'm ready to write my book now, what are the next steps? What, where, should, where should they go? What should they do? Well, they, well, the great thing is we only used to work with authors that were willing to do start to finish with us. And they're the busy entrepreneurs that have no time, but they've got the money to invest and they go, go do it. Just make your team do it amazing. Of course, they give us the content. So that's the high level. What's so exciting is I've now thought there's so many other people that are starting in the entrepreneurial journey and they're wanting the help and they're wanting the hand to do it, but they might not be able to outsource everything to the team. So I've just opened up and it's very new. You're probably one of the first podcasters that I've announced this to, but we have what we call Um, a retreat. So we've got a beautiful publishing house in the Macedon Ranges in Victoria where we've got training rooms and breakout rooms and basically you can come here and learn how to write a book and do as much as you want yourself and then outsource maybe the cover or the final edit and we teach you how to write, how to get that hook, how to keep the reader engaged. We give you all that information through an online course that I've just developed. It's not released yet, but um, people can still reach out and we can get them started um, in the process. And that includes if they want, they don't have to, they can fly into the to the beautiful um, publishing house, pick up the books, feel what they want, how big do they want the book, what do they want for the cover. So we take care of everything. But if they can do some of it themselves to save some money, we show them how. We give them step by step so they can still do all the self-publishing themselves. But when they're stuck, they can just reach out and use my professional team when they want them. Cool. I love it. Beautiful. Hey, well, this has been super fun sort of getting to understand this a little bit more. Where can everybody find you guys and check out everything that you do online? Yep. So Dean Publishing, D-E-A-N Publishing.com. Yeah. And and what's your what's your social media? So people can come follow you. Uh Susan Dean Official. So I think Susan Dean was taken. My daughters take <laughs> care of that. I've got my, um, I'm lucky to have a business where my girls went, you're having way too much fun. We love what you're doing. And both my adult daughters work within the business now. So they get to do all that Instagram-y, tiktok stuff that I'm too old for that. But they yeah, just get yeah. me doing stupid things that are going to get great likes. So I think it's Susan Dean official or there's obviously some Dean publishing as well. Awesome. Cool, cool, cool. All right. To wrap this up, I got a final question for you. Are you ready? Yep. If you were to go back to your 18-year-old self and give her 30 seconds of advice, what would it be? Back yourself. Nobody else will back yourself more than you. Just back yourself and give it a go. 
It'll never be something that you regret. It'll lead you to where you want, where you're meant to be. Thank you so much for listening. And if you got value from this episode, it goes such a long way. If you can just take 20 seconds of your time, leave me a five-star rating and written review, then screenshot this episode and share it to your story and make sure you tag me for that shout out. And until next time, guys, go out there and dream out loud.